0: Three, four, five, six, seven. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, Hansen Incorporated.
1: go fuck yourself, San Diego. Mm-hmm. I, I used to do we used do that. It was so stupid. We used to do that at acting class. together. And then I did more games in acting class than I did acting.
2: Well, the games are exercises. We'll slap you. The games are exercises to get um, to get you loosened up, and also to get you to get comfortable working with other people. You're going to be in, like, usually like in a play with or a, a scene with, because then you're more likely to look at each other as people, and you know somebody you're having a real conversation with, instead of sounding like you're reading. That's the point so of then,
1: it. And then we'll get together at this, and we're we'll going to say random words together to re-synchronize together. Mm-hmm. Like, one, two, three. Colors. <laughs> Black. And then we'll it, get together. And
2: then you eventually sync. So you yeah, get it. It's like a mind game. I never played that one.
1: Enchilada <clears throat> Casserole. Enchilada Casserole podcast. With Lisa Esparza. In the house. And Felipe Esparza. And
2: Felipe Esparza.
1: I'll introduce myself, Okay. I'll introduce myself, okay? All right. Yeah, man. So that was a song from Laverne and Shirley.
2: We're going to we'll do, do it. it.
1: On your way and let's <laughs> <us> go now. <laughs> Got a dream and we must go now. We
2: just know We're now. Gonna We're going to make our dreams our come dreams true. Say goodbye
1: true. to the club.
2: Do it <laughs> our way.
1: I used to love that show.
2: Man. I loved Laverne and Shirley. That's the kind of show that you want to move out.
1: Yeah, I know. Man. I wanted that basement Get a apartment. Roommate, have fun.
2: And the basement apartment, you know, sharing clothes, doing each other's hair.
1: She had a room in my late thirty. What the <laughs> fuck? It was fucking Mister Le- Mrs. Laverne and Shirley. There's a lot of people moving staying uh, together. Late huh? Moving in now. Uh, yeah. Late forties still moving in. Two men. Come on, man. You got better start having sex.
2: I know. I, I don't but think they I do could it, date huh? a guy who. Well, you were in your. 40s? No, I met you when you were late 30s. Late 30s. I don't
0: know. We'll start.
2: <laughs> late 30s. I was in my early 30s. Yeah, you were
1: 33 or
2: 34. 33, young. yeah,
0: 34.
1: And, uh, and young and ready. <laughs> Basically not have roommates, but actually live out on your, low, yeah,
2: on live your on own. own. Yeah, live on our own.
1: But in reality, I, I think in reality... Well, I guess they could live like that in under. The, they were living in a basement. I thought I that was that. cool I too. I love that basement apartment. Me That's too, a, man. I, see their feet people. walk by. Hell yeah, man! I that was m- that. my thing, like to live somewhere where people pass by and you can see their feet. Yeah. <laughs> but, I <end laughs> up li- but I end up living. But up living in um, by a liquor store, and I could I sometimes I <laughs> think it's raining, but there were people peeing on the wall, <laughs> peeing on the wall.
2: When I met you, you were living by yourself.
1: Yeah, man. Boilston. I I got into that. And that movie. was a
2: nasty ass apartment.
1: Yeah, because there was a lot of like oil or, or slick or some stuff that I didn't clean up under the refrigerator.
2: Yeah, you made a big mess. There was a blob. It was, it was a, gross. An animal growing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that apartment was so nasty. But you had a view. I that's the only thing I like. You had a view of downtown. That's eight, what you the wanted. The rent
1: was, I think, eight hundred bucks a month or seven fifty. Uh huh. It was a studio apartment.
2: It was a, nice size, um, it was a nice size studio. It was a nice-sized studio. In a kitchen? With a little bay window. I did like the a little shower or it. bathroom? Shower. Shower, shower. only. With a hallway. A long hallway. A hallway
1: where I did yeah. some crack smoking at. Oh, God. That was sad. It is sad. Yeah, but it was a nice apartment because I would just open up my curtains, and
2: there it is. Yeah. Downtown LA. Downtown LA. Beautiful shot of it.
1: Then I had um then there was times I couldn't sleep, man, because they started they started they started building a fucking high school right across the street of my house. <laughs> a fucking high school. And those are um, the days I used to party. You
2: used to get high with the security guard at the yeah, l- construction man. lot. I'll right? make friends with the night, devil, man, if he had a
1: he had a fucking bow.
2: <laughs> I
1: forgot his name, but he was from Africa. And he worked at the construction site on Boylston.
2: He was night security, night overnight security. security.
1: And uh, one day he was, we were hanging out, and I came from somewhere. He smelled it. <laughs> Next to you know, he's asking me where to get it. And one time I go there, and there was a one of those guys there from Diamond Street, getting getting high with him. Huh. They ended up getting fired, probably. <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe they don't. Maybe he's. Just works these short jobs. He would he let me get in, figured out.
1: He would let me in that lot, mm-hmm. and and I would walk. I think he did too. We walk. Around. I didn't
2: go. I smoked with you guys in there
1: in a guard shack.
2: Yeah, like in that area. I don't understand, a man.
1: I have a house with a nice view of downtown LA by myself, and I'm getting fucking stoned with a security guard in
2: a guard in shack. in a guard
1: shack with hot <laughs> smells like fucking top ramen and and some African dish called fufu. <laughs> And, I, and this food man. loves sports, man. Oh yeah! Every foreigner I've ever I, I met always, loves I only sports, met him once. right? Every foreigner you met loves sport, like the Dominicans you, you in the restaurant. Baseball, fuck yeah! They man. They
2: fucking love baseball in New York. Those Dominicans I worked with, man, los Yankees.
1: Los Yankees, cabrón, que ganen.
2: And I was like, yeah. And they'd swing. They'd listen to the the broadcast on the radio back in the kitchen. And they would just do practice swings, like air swing, air baseball, back in the in the kitchen. All of them.
1: I saw um, one of those shows, those travel shows. I think it was um, Anthony Bourdain.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if it was in the Dominican Republic or Cuba, but there's like a like, a, like a, one of those quad areas in the city. You know where the everybody talks and they talk sports, and all they do is talk sport. Like who was the best Cuban player? Who was the best player? Mm-hmm. And a bunch of grown men just talking about sports.
2: He told me that about that before. That's interesting. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Interesting, right? How people hang out, like when we you, when we were talking to the um, the the bus driver from the tour, the last comic standing tour,
2: mm-hmm. Dale. Ch-
1: dirty, Dale, dirty, Dale, dirty Dale, man, it was a little short, little NASCAR. <laughs> His son was an, a, a driver. I bought that for a jacket. Did I tell you that.
2: No, what kind of jacket?
1: I bought him. We were going around traveling, and we went to this truck stop in the middle of nowhere, and I bought me a travel the low shirt. Mm-hmm. And I and I saw a jacket. And what is that female wrestler from um, Go Daddy? Female wrestler? wrestler, female driver, racer, Danica Patrick. I bought him a Donica Patrick um, jacket.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I never told you that. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> at was, a truck stop.
1: Uh, at a truck stop. <laughs> and and then like I figure I won. so it was, he was looking at it and I said grab that jacket, homie. <laughs> and it was like sixty nine dollars, but I mean, he was happy man. After that man, he let me smoke in the bus.
2: <laughs> that's funny
1: I used to hang out by myself in there like when everybody was gone chilling blazing playing, intent, playing video game man the good life baby and it was dirty Dale every time he'll see a girl like with nice boobs he'll go Emerson Emerson nice yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah man, those uh, tour bus drivers are crazy. So I fussed
1: dying for me to go on tours, so he could drive the bus.
2: I know he wants to be bus Emerson. Driver. It's going to be between him and Birdman. Birdman thinks he's going to be the bus driver. He's trying to get you to get that bus.
1: What bus? <laughs> I don't know.
2: There's no bus. <laughs> he's, like, he's just dreaming for you. <laughs> he's dreaming of you getting a bus and going on tour and he can drive. I'm That's text his dream. We're um Interesting. We came around to dreams, though. Like, what what did you dream of being when you were a kid? Like, you you talk about hearing the Bill Cosby album and you know uh, seeing Eddie Murphy and all that stuff, and wanting to be a comic. But what else did you want to want to do? Anything else? I want to be
1: a baseball player too? Oh, like, yeah, that's sucked. right. <laughs> no, I was good, but I, I, I was like willing to go pursue it and practice it. Mm-hmm. And every time, like the Olympics would come around. Then um in my own thinking I'll be thinking I must say this wow next Olympics coming around I got four years to train on something to get ready <laughs> that was my thing like what could I train on though what, what am I good at nah not you get running.
2: accepted four years before the no
1: I didn't know the rules no you don't get accepted but, but I thought that like um it takes four years to train and Depends get ready never did it. You know, with them swimming too in high school. badass.
2: That's right. You were a swimmer. That's a, a weird thing. That, that's weird that I that you, I don't know, when I met you and you told me you used to swim in high school, I thought that was weird. Because swimming, like in my mind, is like suburban kids. We never had a pool, in, had any school, pool in any, any school, any school I went to. It was so ghetto. All my schools were ghetto and they didn't have a pool. And there was a pool in my college and I thought that was the coolest thing. It could just go down to this gym and there's a pool there. And uh, you had one in Boyle Heights. Yes. It was, it was, some it, funding, huh?
1: It was an Olympic-sized pool.
2: Nice. Indoor?
1: Indoor. No, outdoor. It was an, an outdoor Olympic-sized <clears> pool. <throat> the coach from Roosevelt High School was Mr. Florian. That fool's license plate read H2 Polo. <laughs> that, uh, for one, he, had, he had one of the Brutus. Like a retired Brutus, the barber beefcake body, <laughs> and I know what you're talking and, um, about. And <laughs> wear sandals all day in red and red shorts and the fucking Roosevelt High School swimming team jacket. Oh man! I earned my letter, man. I never got to get my jacket, but one day I'm gonna oh, get yeah?
2: it, man. I'm Seriously? Gonna, yeah. I didn't know that.
1: They gave me a certificate. I guess I don't have to. I would. I would have to go to. I did have the R at one time, I think, but I'm not sure if, if I did. I People, though.
2: if you know how to get a letter. After all these years for a sport, let me know. Email us at fans at felipesworld.com. Yeah,
1: I want the Roosevelt R yeah, with a swimming logo. How
2: do you get that? I don't
1: After know, all man, these I'm years. I'm going to make it up.
0: <laughs> you I'm, could, I'm, I guess I'm, you
1: could. I'm going to make my own jacket. I'm going to put Roosevelt could. High School swimming team city champs <laughs> 1986. 86. Damn 1986 city champs, swimming champs. <laughs> You know what? It was funny, man. When uh, when they introduced us, when we were getting, uh, we we, we got our, uh, when we got our uh, trophies, we had a banquet, and my dad dropped me off, and I asked if we want to come in. I was like, (laughs) Uh. I
0: guess. I said, Puppy, <laughs> get
1: Just took off, man. Like, oh. fuck, no, not I hang out right here? And fucking be all, and, and I don't know what to say. Is <laughs> it kind of guy that sit here and not say nothing, just start whistling. <laughs> yeah, so I took off. And remember, they introduced me as they're introducing everybody, everyone. And.
2: We should have your dad on the podcast one day. I think we should. Go
1: and they asked, um, we should. They introduced all the swimming teams. Uh huh. And this guy right here, Javier, whatever. Then we got to me, Felipe Esparza. He was good to have because we needed them extra points. <laughs> we
2: needed them extra
1: points. you get a point if you're in the race. Yeah. You know? Because uh-huh. sometimes um, the other team wouldn't have enough swimmers. And me being there, you know, giving us an extra point. And plus if we won because the other guy won. It'll be a point. I never. I don't think I ever won, but I did compete though. Shit. So good for you. at, at, at a competitive level.
2: I hated sports. I hated. I hate, I mean, I hated. I hated being in sports because you're a
1: troublemaker. That's why. That's what no, you, it's because school said.
2: uh We were troublemakers in class. Not really. It was just this teacher was really great. He was our history teacher. Um, real civil rights movement guy. You know, I told you I, before I went to a, a black school, mostly black school. <clears throat> and, um, and, uh, anyway, my teacher was married to a white woman.
1: Yeah, Mr. Carter. Mr. Cotter, have about teachers?
2: There were a few. Mr. Carter. There were a few. You're
1: going to call me Batman.
2: <laughs> there were a few. What's the school song? Then there were people who had just given up. There was, I told you, there was this guy that looked like, uh, Jimi Hendrix, older Jimi Hendrix, and he wore these leisure suits. and He he would give us worksheets to work on, and he'd fall asleep in his chair while we worked on these worksheets the whole hour or 45 minutes, whatever it was. And he'd put his hands down his pants like Al Bundy style and sleep in class that way. And I can't believe, like thinking back about it now, back then it was funny to us. You know, and he had these long ass fingernails. I mean, it was like he was scratching his crabs. I don't know what he was doing, but it was so gross. It was it was funny. And we would make fun of him. We just put the worksheets on his desk and leave and he was still out. He just gave up. He had tenure.
1: Remember, he got so comfortable that he just forgot. Happens sometimes. You're sitting on a bus. No, but it's every time. It was every class. You're somewhere and you're scratching your balls.
2: It was every class. It was. He wasn't scratching his balls. His hands were just like down his pants, like kind of comfort. You know how you put your hand under my leg when we're driving, when I'm driving. It was kind of like that. He just had his hands down his pants. You know, just sitting there while he slept. It was weird. And then uh, we'd put our worksheets on his desk and leave. And every day,
1: I could sleep comfortable, probably, man, in a straight jacket. I don't know why, but I just feel... You like to be t- all like bound be up?
2: tight. Ooh, I don't like that.
1: My mom must have wrap me up like a burrito or something when I was a kid. Like, really... My mom would wrap our brother's tight. Like, well,
2: they say babies... She would put
1: a sheet, and then I said Marcos uh-huh. blankets, and then, and then roll them around on a carpet, and then, and, then, and then hang them up on a shelf.
2: And then deep fry them in a burrito. Deep a fry tortilla. them, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> but
1: when I'm on a plane,
2: I don't know. Sometimes I,
1: I can't fall asleep, and I put my hands under the belt. Both hands and I pass
2: out. <laughs> like you need some sort of constriction or something. That's weird. I have... um, uh, Yeah, so I hated sports and I didn't compete uh, because I sucked. And I sucked so bad. And uh, I hated it because when the pressure was on, like, oh, Lisa, we have two people on base and this is like kickball or whatever. kickball was the beginning of my hatred for sports and then oh we have two people on base lisa if you uh if you uh make this then they can advance we'll get a home run so the pressure's on and then i fail and then everybody's like oh and i felt like they were all looking at me like uh you know like mad at me for losing the game basically you know suck i know but you hear that you suck they didn't really say it. It was just this vibe and this look. And, and this was like, this was just during gym class playing. And I was like, I am not going to play sports. And I think that's about the way Isaac felt when he was playing basketball. You know, when he said that to me, he Boy. said, when I was asking him why he didn't want to play another season, he said, um, cause he'd stuck it out the whole season, but he didn't want to do it again. And he was getting better. And he said, I don't like any sport. Where I'm going to turn around and everybody's coming at me. <laughs> and I got to perform in the face of that. Like, you know, that was basically what he was saying. And um, he didn't want that pressure. So now, I understood.
1: When I was in Little League, there was this guy on my team called Cheerios. I don't know <laughs> why they called him Cheerios, but his curly ass hair. Yeah. And it was, he yeah, had three and one on base. He mm-hmm. was like three balls, one strike. The ball showed up. Everybody yes, y'all like don't swing. And that fool swung. Mm-hmm. And they threw out the the next batter at second base. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts telling him, "You fucking suck." <laughs> they were mad. They were, you fucking beat your ass after the game. I'm gonna beat your ass after the game. You fucking Cheerios. You fucking suck. were a fuck. Even in fucking elementary school, you fucking suck, man. You fuck with the gay, you fucking piece of shit. And then I remember, um, I asked him one time because he was my friend, and that's what happened, man. why did you swing the ball? I was just anxious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> of course. And I
1: died, man. It's a lot of. Uh, I, I never told him he sucked to. because I, I was just hanging around here, but I could just <laughs> know that. They didn't really said it his so fake because they all hung out. It was just, man, fucking, you fucking sucked. He fucked it up, man. Right? <laughs> We all were together. But we asked, what happened? I was fucking anxious. Yeah. Later on in life, we saw him, one of my friends saw him in Ensenada, and he was partying with different people. He moved out of the projects, and everybody from the our side, from our side but I wasn't there. They were saying, Cheerios, Cheerios. Mm-hmm. And he walks up slowly. He goes, man, nobody calls me Cheerios anymore. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't there. Maricota said, fuck you, all fuck. Go, get, go get your bowl of cereal. Your fucking Cheerios. You're always going to be Cheerios. <laughs> <clears throat> so, so um, so any of you guys out there, man, ever, saw a movie that made you want to just leave your house, like when you, that when a movie just took you away, or a television show, or a song, or you know another time where when I, I felt I didn't belong and I had to go was in the movie The Wonder, the show The Wonder Years. When they show the daughter real briefly. Mm-hmm. And then like, they see, no, she show the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And just disappeared. Or in you know, the, sh- the no, movie. Now you're thinking of Almost Famous. Almost Famous. Yeah, yeah man. That's the best movie. I moment. kind of rock, man. And they should play that song. I
2: love Almost Famous yeah. so much. I love everything about it. Yeah.
1: It makes real true. It, uh, yeah.
2: It's the music. It's the use of <sighs> the music, of course. The fucking... The... the, the Let us be lovers. You know, the, when that starts... When she leaves him those records and how important music is in his life, it just.
1: We're going down together.
2: I love that song. I love that scene. And yeah, Zoe uh, Deschanel is his sister. And she goes off to be a flight attendant. And we're off down
1: (laughs) to search for for
2: America. Yeah, that one. He puts the needle on the record. Something does something to me. That whole movie, and then when she oh, her husband, Penny Lane, that fifteen-year-old girl, basically the groupie, played I by thought, uh, uh, what was her name? The girl who played uh, Goldie Hawn's daughter. What's her name? Kate Hudson. She Kate was. Hudson. She played Penny Lane, that young girl who's a groupie, and then she's fallen for that singer and then he, she sees them with their wives and all the side chicks, all those young groupies are like, you know, they know their place. And so they leave. And, but she tries to overdose and she's heartbroken. And she says she falls on the guy who's basically playing Cameron Crowe as a kid. And she falls on his shoulder and she said, why won't he love me? Like, it's just so heartbreaking that, that then he tore scene. it up, huh? No, he didn't. Oh, he me. just saved her she, from an overdose. She was thrown oh. up and foaming at the mouth and stuff.
1: Crazy.
2: Passed out, whatever. <clears throat> it was a good, It was a good movie. And Jason Lee, I did not know Jason Lee was that big. I thought he was a little peanut guy until I saw him in that movie. He's six, like three or something like that. I didn't know who
1: was that tall. So. Yeah. I didn't know he was a skater. I, Just thought, I, went to I know.
2: Him. Professional skater. I didn't even know. And uh, I saw him at the ice house. I didn't wait on him when I worked there, but he was there with um, Jamie Presley. They were there from, uh, I guess, after shooting uh, My Name is Earl.
1: My name is Earl.
2: Uh, a show that I never saw a whole episode. <laughs> I don't think I saw a whole episode either.
1: I don't even know the show. The budget. no, he won a lottery and he's doing karma or payback.
2: Kind of, he's going through a list of all the things he did he wrong did to people. Then. He won the lottery, yeah, and he's going back and he's sometimes to pay them? he can fi- sometimes yeah he's sometimes he can he uh, wants to fix things with money. But then sometimes he learns that it can't be fixed with money. It's something else. He learns a lesson, basically, in each one. I only watch, I watch pieces of it. Kate liked it. Um, My roommate for a while. Speaking of roommates as an adult, as a grown woman. It was after my divorce when I first met you.
1: So you had a roommate for a while.
2: Studio City. And uh, she was my friend from work years before. And she's from D.C. area, Maryland. but yeah she she watched a lot of crap shows she watched um the closer with Kira sedgwick oh my god
1: it killed me
2: (laughs) that show killed me i was like this show is so stupid and she had a horrible fake accent like she's doing like a i don't know man
1: like when my daughter told me she left that show reba i said (laughs) yeah she didn't grow up with me so don't ever say that shit <laughs> in public again.
2: I did a double take when she I said know, that. I know, man. Reba. Oh, I was like, "Oh, what? What? I, Reba.
1: I know, man. I felt like it was an episode of Family Guy.
2: <laughs> Where and, Meg uh, says something uh, and yeah, everybody looks down on her. And then, and then, and
1: then, sh- and then um, Peter shoots her with a shotgun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened?
1: What? You hit something?
2: Oh. No, could, it's fine. It's just my headphones. Um. I hit the table when I laughed. Sorry. <clears throat> anyway, that was funny. <laughs> you know, like Reba. Reba, yeah. Then your, your son, Isaac. Oh, when he said he was going to vote for... Je- <laughs> Isaac was, Isaac's school was having this um, mock election We Because we asked him who he would vote for, and then he goes... He said, oh, I think based on the policies, I, I'm going to vote for Jeb Bush. And that was my moment right there. I was like, what? Jeb Bush. And I tried to like hide my feelings about it, but I was like, that's the worst choice. I thought you said Hillary Clinton. No, he said Jeb Bush when Jeb Bush was in okay. the race. And, they went to and then he Bush. switched to Hillary. He said, you know, she's got more for education. So I, then I figured all oh, his teachers are talking about who the yeah. best candidate is or something. And talking about education. You know, speaking of education, we're talking about that teacher who had tenure. Sat there with his hands down his pants. Um,
1: tenure means they can't fire you because you've been there a while?
2: <clears throat> it, yeah, there's a, basically like the the joke is always that you'd have to murder somebody to get, uh, you know, to get fired if you have tenure.
1: That's an old joke. That's a joke. How come Not your wife even, never left you? Tenure, bro. I don't
2: know, but it wasn't a joke. Hey, it was just something people say. I'll be here all week. But <laughs> I'll
1: be here all week. I got
0: tenure.
2: But anyway, there's this thing going on in California schools right now. And there's they're deciding this case um, wants to to actually not have tenure, I think as a as an option because they feel that there are some teachers who become bad teachers later on you know yeah they they want to be able to um, not have tenure forced upon these schools because sometimes you have bad apples and then I was thinking of that teacher that Isaac had in kindergarten, oh yeah, Ms Fernandez who was loaded, e- evil and probably drunk. Yeah. Uh, and um, making,
1: making everybody feel guilty. Uh, about,
2: yeah, the very first day of school. I
1: missed my daughter's wedding.
2: The parents, yeah. The parents were all together in the classroom. This is kindergarten. Five-year-old kids.
1: What school is this?
2: This was Elysian Heights. Elysian Heights. Right there by uh, Echo Park. But he went for kindergarten, and she was horrible. And the first thing she said, I want you all to know that I'm missing my daughter's wedding for this.
1: Who gets married on Monday?
2: (laughs) I think it was happening that week somewhere, but it wasn't in California. But I think that when your daughter planned her wedding, she knew.
1: She didn't want you to go.
2: When you were going to be teaching in school, and she knew what this date was. Uh, you know what day it fell on and everything. She was horrible.
1: Then another time, Isaac told us that um, she, um, she she, she was playing the soccer game in the background.
2: No, no, no. When we pulled up, Isaac and I, we, we got she, her classroom was right on the ground floor, and she had a door that opened to the playground and a little like porch area. And this was the World Cup, and we pulled up, and. Um, I got out of the car and walked up to the classroom, and she's going, "Viva Mexico!" And she has a, Me- a Mexico jersey, soccer jersey on, and like she had one of those grr, grr. like beads and stuff. Like she's got stuff. Like she's been partying. She had the horn too. Yeah, and stuff like that, you know. And Mexico was winning, or they moved on to another.
1: Uh... They advanced.
2: Yeah, they advanced, and and uh, she was she was seemed weird, and then later. Um, Isaac uh, Isaac's dad was in the classroom. I think when this happened, she told a story about how she wanted. Uh, they were talking about like, New Year's resolutions, right? Because it was the New Year, and she was teaching about New Year's resolutions. and what happens? And she's like, "See, because you know, uh, for example, my resolution. One of my resolutions this year is to uh, not drink so many margaritas." <laughs> <laughs>
1: To Isaac, Isaac, Isaac she told, told the classroom,
2: that. yeah, and Isaac told us, and his dad witnessed it, and his dad thought, what is she talking about? Like, these are kids, and she said, you know, my family wants me to, says I drink too many margaritas, or something like that, and it, and trying to make it sound lighthearted to these kids, but you drink too many margaritas, do you have some problems? No, more that? happy hour. <laughs> I used to know this secretary at work when I worked in uh, college, when I was doing work study in college. I worked part-time for an office, and this woman was a bitter old secretary, but she had been sober for like five years, six years. But she told me she used to run. She would leave work early, like three days out of the week, to hit up happy hour so she can get all the happy hour time possible before going home. So that means she's driving home loaded every single day, right? Like, yeah. Getting off work early to make happy hour, that, I guess that's a problem. It sounds like.
1: I drank at work once because I went with a, a guy that was there su- supervising us. I don't know if I told you. Dodger Stadium? Yes. No, some other job of working in, in um, the Valley. A security guard? Some guy named Putnam. Uh, I was cutting wire.
2: Well, that guy. Yeah. That, mm-hmm.
1: I was cutting wire and, um, at AT&T mm-hmm. for a for a um, contractor mm-hmm. someone already came in and cut all the wires big fat wires like miles of wires so our job was to pull them out so I went with some guy named I think his name was Larry Putnam because if we just sweat they call him Sweatnam <laughs> his sweat smelled like alcohol Yeah. so I went to have lunch with him at Red Robin mmm at the, I think it's a Pango Canyon Plaza, mm-hmm. or the mall, and I had a burger, of course, fries. I all oh, back then I always ate burgers and fries. I don't know anything else. I don't know shit about Thai back then. It'll be years to, to have sushi. I just knew burgers and fries. So it'll be years to I years years man years to I have Indian food.
2: So what happened? You drank on the job because he
1: Yeah, he had me what you want.
2: Oh, at a, Red Robin. Yeah, drank. He, me what, oh. he, had
1: a, he ordered like a fat-ass beer. Oh, okay. He so then you knew it I was want. okay. To... It was okay. So I had a, <laughs> I wanted something. So I ordered a. Again,
2: he didn't know who he was messing with. No, man.
1: <laughs> I got a, uh, I got like a, a Jamaican rum shake. Oh, my God. And it was good. It was like sh- it was a smoothie with Kahlua.
2: I had a ba- a Bailey's milkshake one time. Yes, it, was, it was like
1: that, and it was strong. It, it like you know what it felt like? It felt like uh, those wet willies. Yeah, those, what,
2: those things don't have any alcohol in them. You don't them, think so? No. Oh my
1: god. I guess they got you. The ones on you.
2: the frozen machines? Yes. Yeah, no. Unless they're putting like floaters in yours, like a little circle of rum on top, like extra stuff for you. They probably do that. They did that for us. But the stuff out of the truck. I get
1: fucked up with that. Yeah. Where's Palm Beach? So I ordered a Jamaican rum shake and mm-hmm. it's sweet. And then later on, man, I like, had a head rush. Then I got buzz.
2: You had one? One. And went back to work? It was big. Went back to work,
1: yeah. And I went, to work. I went back to work, started working all buzzed, passed out.
2: You passed that out at work,
1: I, think I, I don't know. No, they didn't pass out because that guy, um,
2: loser.
1: that guy, that guy <laughs> was in there. Um, we had another another supervisor, man. And my first day of work there, I mean, I was getting paid good, and um, I used to work with my, my Native American friends.
2: He could be a supervisor right now,
1: his full named Mark. And that fool said he um, was like a three 1, 000, you know. He didn't speak no Spanish, mm-hmm. but he was Latino. And on the first day, of course, I'm working, man, all hard. Me and my friend Ruben, that fool used to, and um, that fool looked over and goes, "Felipe, relax, man, take a nap." Mm-hmm. So we're like napping and fuck it. So I don't, I just kept on working till it was time for lunch.
2: Where did you nap on the? We're on top.
1: See what people are on the bottom connecting wires who work for ATT. I don't know what they're doing, but they have um, wires, they're connecting wires, disconnecting wires. Mm-hmm. We are on top of them, like there's a roof, not a roof, but there's like wires all, all over the roof. Not the roof, like but the, s- the ceiling. Oh, uh-huh. There's a ceiling. You know, they have ceiling fans, mm-hmm. but these ceiling fans are connected by bars, very strong bars that are connected to long mm-hmm. wires, the size of rope, okay. some of them in different sizes. So, and they could hold our weight. So there's,
2: so you slipped on top of the things?
1: No, we, we catch a ladder and go inside oh. because there was an entrance and there's a, we could crawl in there hmm. and it's nice and cool all, <laughs> all the, all the way around, you know, the build, all the way around the building because we knew all, we, we never, we could never, and you can never fall. Mm-hmm. Because there was so much, and we knew where the holes were, and and we cannot you, you couldn't suffocate either, you know. But you can see the people down there. We had ladders everywhere, and there was there was like long, long. Um, it, it felt like they were they were like like Tarzan ropes, you know. So if you're down there working as an AT employee, you can hear motherfuckers snoring up there. <laughs> you hear the. <laughs> So, so fools are like 11 of us or seven of us up there just working and sleeping, man. My friend, um, one of my friends uh, got caught sleeping. The main supervisor showed up. And um, he, got, he had just woken up. Or he was just getting up, like moving his arm and yawning. And then um, the main guy asked him, were you just sleeping? And he goes, yeah, you're fired. And he goes, all right. Can I have my check? So he waited. They wrote him a check and it got it. he got He waited for us. When he waited for us, he was waiting for us at a bus stop, drinking a 40 like a soldier. Damn. So, of course, we got fucked up right there at the bus stop, man.
2: This is who's working at and for you. There's a contractor. <laughs> we got fucked
1: up right there at the parking lot. No, the bus stop right there on, um, on Canoga Park and Topanga Canyon in Canoga Park. And so we're like buzz in the bus, man. And I have to pee, of course. So I have to get off the bus. <laughs> and then go pee at a gas station and get another 40. So, of course you have to get another 40. So we get, back in the, we get back in the the bus. This is like an hour and a half bus, man. This is before they, they had a train. It's Ventura and Topanga all the way to downtown LA. Mm. We got a rabbit.
2: We got a bunny rabbit. She's so cute. I'm looking at her right now. We got
1: a dwarf rabbit, people. I don't know
2: if she's dwarf. She might just be a small breed. I think she's a Havana. She's asleep right now. She's asleep right now with her legs all relaxed. She's so cute. She's like a little kitty. Yeah. Who would have thought? I I said this already several times, but I wish I had known how friendly and how cute and how sweet the bunnies were. I would have had bunnies.
1: I know the bunny runs around.
2: And the litter's not as bad as a cat. And, yeah, she's very, she just wants to be loved.
1: I'm training her to run around and get snacks.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we got it from a guy who gave it to his girlfriend probably around Valentine's Day.
1: Thought he was slick.
2: I thought it was a cute idea, and she didn't want it anymore after two months. So we picked it up. We got it.
1: It came in, in a little cage.
2: Yeah, he gave us the cage and everything. But I want to build on to, I want to add on to that. Add some ladders and stuff.
1: When they, um, when we asked her, where's the rabbit? She said, it's in the basement.
2: <laughs> Which was really like an attached uh, rec room or something. Yeah, it's yeah. an
1: attached rec room. And, uh, the the rapper I'm, was in the dark. I know. I didn't think it was gonna be in there by herself.
2: She, she turned on the light, and then she's just sitting in the cage, like
1: just sitting there waiting for somebody, waiting for interaction. Somebody buy me, please.
2: I felt so bad. Like I wonder how long she'd been sitting. in. At- no no hay. hay. No, no hay. No hay. Bunnies need hay.
1: Just those little pebbles.
2: Just the little pellet things. She's so happy here. She
1: was. And then the the, the girl says she is very friendly, yeah, and she was. She was. She likes massages.
2: <laughs> she does. She likes it. just lots of petting, lots of petting, lots of grooming. So
1: might go to Chicago, people.
2: Oh, yeah. Felipe is going to Chicago.
1: Um, is it set yet?
2: It's set. I have to write up the contract and send it to him like tomorrow.
1: We're thinking of taking a fam bam.
2: Yeah. Family trip over there.
1: Should I invite my mom? I don't know. Me neither.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I don't know either. So we'll, we'll, see, who, we'll see who we're going we're gonna to invite.
2: We're going to think it over.
1: But Marcella and Rodrigo are going to be in the show? Marcella
2: and Rodrigo, most likely.
1: Okay, they probably want to come early too.
2: Yeah. And then...
1: Um, say he might take a oh, mega bus.
2: stop it. Who's
1: okay. <laughs> all excited about Reno. Take
2: the Megabuzz. <laughs>
1: You know he forgot that joke I gave him over again? The one I joke the joke I said about um, You've told
2: everybody that joke.
1: When he was in prison, he laughed so hard that his knife came out of that. Yeah. No, he laughed so he laughed so hard he fought, he farted and then his knife came out. Something he goes like that. and he goes can you he kept texting me, can you call me and tell me the joke again? Listen motherfucker, I'm not gonna <laughs> tell you the joke
2: <laughs> you get the gist three of times it? <laughs> in, in
1: person and then I'm gonna call you and give you the joke again. No, text me the joke. Text me the joke
2: That's asking a lot from that's you That's asking
1: a lot man I haven't returned his phone call
2: since I cannot fucking
1: text you, you the joke You don't text
2: me more than like five words at a time Unless you're pissed off Hell yeah man And then they're all misspelled Like ten misspelled I'm going to
1: text him a, a 100
2: <laughs> Give him a Rodrigo fist bump I
1: know man
2: uh, That's funny
1: Who's your Who's your first roommate do you have a lot of roommates because right. of Laverne and Shirley? Did my it, first it,
2: roommate was my family. Because that up we being, had five people in one bedroom. But it ended up being
1: as cool as it was in Laverne and Shirley because I realized no. it wasn't. My very first Mine roommate. Was more like Ch- Charles Bukowski.
2: My very first roommate, I had, uh, I was almost 18. Damn,
1: that was young.
2: I, I had to get out of my house.
1: You adopted a
2: sister. <laughs> So I um, I was in a band too and I was going to go to college and I went I moved out to this, send I moved out into this house with my then best friend from high school she was also in the band and it, we moved into this house that used to be a Montessori school it was a, it was owned by this woman who had a chain of Montessori schools and she had uh, this old house that she was renting out and we knew, we knew her through a friend. So this house was great; it was beautiful, in theory. But it was a, it should have been condemned though. And it was the other the guys in the band they lived upstairs, and we lived downstairs. My friend and I, and it was connected. The two apartments were co- the two floors were connected with their staircase down to their outdoor, their the outdoors. Um, also had a little hallway in the back that went into our bathroom. If we unlocked it. We kept it bolted most of the time. If we had a party or something, we'd open it up and people could walk down to our apartment. But it walked right into our bathroom. And then down into our into our house. But there was a room there that was crumbling like from the rain coming in from the roof. And um, the kitchen had like this addition that somebody had built. I don't know. It was like paper thin it wasn't even as thick as this bookcase right here like the wall i could push my fist through the the wall it was like
1: like raising arizona <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was
2: like that but it was just this addition that's maybe like big enough for trash cans and a broom and stuff but it but i felt like anybody could just punch their way into our house <laughs> like it's not safe at all
1: if you have never seen raising arizona by the but the Cohen brothers, watch it. There's a scene where <laughs> Nicolas Cage is fighting John Candy and. John um, Goodman. John Goodman and um, Robert. F- John Forsythe?
2: William Forsythe. William
1: Forsythe. Yeah. And he socks them, and it is, he, they're both tall, and his um, he rubs his knuckles on the ceiling. Yeah, he scrapes them on, it on has the ceiling. sand.
2: <laughs> it's that stucco kind of the spray. white. Yeah.
1: And then, he, then John Candy. <laughs> Body slams them into another wall. John Goodman,
2: the- <laughs> John Candy's not in. It's John Arizona. Goodman. <laughs>
1: body slams them into the kitchen. It goes through a real thin wall.
2: Yeah, it's like paper. It's like just it's like a, a little more sturdy than cardboard. Yeah, just slightly.
1: That's the cheapest wood. So huh? cheap. Oh my god! It's I think like have- veneer
2: almost. It's like All just a layer. My apartment
1: bathroom <laughs> doors have been that.
2: I think some of our bedroom doors are that thin here. There's it's like, just like two layers and then cardboard in between. Those are the cheapest ass doors. Ugh, I hate those. You can hear everything.
1: Everything, man. <laughs> you can hear a career truck. <laughs> <drop. laughs> oh man. So I know. Another... So
2: oh, it was a hundred dollars a month though. My what? Friend. Yeah, it was for nothing. For both of you guys? No, just each person a hundred. Oh, so two hundred. Well, it's two hundred per floor, so oh. four hundred total for the month for the whole house. Nice. It was. It was great, but it was a horrible street and uh, hookers were always on this street. And so it was very busy too. So if I would have to park my car, I couldn't wear shorts. I couldn't wear skirts or anything like that because people, well, it didn't really matter what I wore, but if I slowed down waiting to cross the street, I would, people would slow down thinking I was a hooker. And I hated that about. How much for there. the ladies? But you know, we started out as best friends, and then I couldn't stand friends. Anymore.
1: How many of us have them? Best she was, she friends? Was
2: gross. Like she laid. This is one thing I hated. I I was mm. kind of sloppy. I am a sloppy yeah. person from time to time. I'm not a neat freak, but I do like me to too. clean up. I'm most messy. Of the time.
1: I'm clumsy. Remember, the, our fir- one of our first You're nights, this, I went like, with Lisa to. Um, I went with Lisa to that house with that roommate in Tudor City.
2: Not that roommate. That's not my first roommate. You asked about my no, first No, I went oh. to, but I, I didn't know the other yeah. ones. Uh-huh.
1: And um, she, she thought she would be, she thought she would be like sexy and put candles everywhere. <laughs> not knowing that I knocked shit over.
2: I didn't know this. I had candles in the bathroom. Oh, my they God. The I don't,
1: they fucking all fell. I don't know what what, what I did, but they, all the wax melted on the toilet.
2: The wax melted all over the toilet. So now I had a job on a night that I thought was going to be a sexy night. A
1: sexy night of lovemaking. Now now, she has chores. Now I
2: have a chore. I've always done... Because this is not my apartment and I can't do this to my friend's apartment. So I'm down there with a butter knife, heating up a butter knife to slowly lift off this wax. And it wouldn't peel off cleanly. So I had to heat it up and like wipe it off. It was such a mess. It was red wax too. Wow. They cut
1: everywhere. My first time I ever had sex too, I was at the person's house and I spilled a margarita <laughs> on their polar bear carpet. and we, So we had, she had to like do a cleanup before lovemaking too.
2: Putting us to work.
1: Just clumsy, Rasa. I don't are. know why, man.
2: At least you recognize that about yourself all these years later. But, yeah, so she was um, slob, slob, though. She would, like, make a peanut butter jelly sandwich and then just leave the knife sitting there on the counter for days. Mm. Right? Like, I thought she was going to come back and get it or something, but it's, like, stuck to the counter two days later, you know? So then I, I just, I don't know, I just started looking out for myself and doing my own thing, but I didn't know how to be a roommate. I didn't know what the rules were and... She didn't pitch in for shit. She didn't have any money. She never had any money. Never had any money moping around. It's like, okay. I, I don't have any money either. I was eating honey buns out of the vending machine. That was mm-hmm. my dinner. Because at school. You and, stole uh, toilet paper from Starbucks or something somewhere? Uh, I stole toilet paper from my job. Me too.
1: Starbucks. Office there wasn't supplies. a Starbucks
2: back then. but um, When I
1: was living alone.
2: Yeah, when I, was, when I moved out. There was no Starbucks back then. We got all our furniture that we got. We got from... My college, they were giving stuff away, and then they had like a sale of all the quad furniture, of all the furniture in the student union. And I bought this couch for like ten bucks. Oh, this gross! Why did I buy that couch? Like <laughs> a million asses have sit on the, have sat on that couch.
1: Gross. I got a cut from outside and bought in my house Bo- in Boylston.
2: That might be better though, because one family used it and threw that out.
1: It was a better. This is a climber. college
2: cl- couch that somebody oh probably God. slept on and slobbered on and
1: bong water.
2: No, not boiling water. But like Yeah, just like farts, food spilled on it, drinks. Ugh. Sweat. Gross.
1: When I was living um, in um, that neighborhood, Frogtown, Allegiant Valley, on Denby, I was living in the back of some Salvadoran house. Solo tanto rio toda la noche. That fool, I was living in the back, and I remember I must have been depressed or something. I was just sitting there, and I saw a little rat. And I, normally I would try to kill it. You said foot five. I did say foot five.
0: <laughs> I tried to, to, to be that
1: rat's little friend. I said that was
0: ratatouille.
1: <laughs> Tiny uh-huh. little fool. But I never tried to feed her or nothing. But I don't know where the hell he came from.
2: Hmm.
1: And then I never realized that, yeah, man, I remember my is here.
2: <laughs> is this after Philip yeah, was born? Yeah, after Philip was born. You were doing comedy?
1: Yeah. I remember um, he told my mom. And then
0: Ooh,
1: your landlord, no, no, Philip told my mom mm-hmm. about my little apartment. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the mom found out that I was living there now, not with them. And my mom said, do you think it, he tell, do you he tells me, This película, una televisión chiquita. If he tells me you have a small television, <laughs> and that's all I had for a little while, I had a watchman, uh huh. <laughs> you know, the, the little TV you open up, uh huh. I know, yeah. I had one of those, that's that was cool. my I never t- had one, of them. that was my one. TV. And I would take that Damn. shit everywhere. I remember, I remember um, we were at the club. It was. You just um,
2: got the signal through an antenna or something. I can't, yeah, I would yeah. turn it on I with the batteries and I would watch TV, nice.
1: all the channels. And we were in um, the, at some club called Q's in Whittier on a Friday night. Noy Gonzalez, Juan Villarreal, comedians, myself, Ivan, maybe Gabriel Iglesias. And I, we, we all huddled up while everybody was clubbing. We all huddled up. and we went to the back and we watched um, Call of Mencia on the Tonight Show. Oh, yeah. And we were, like, rooting and we are like, you know, having dreams of one day being on it ourselves or mm-hmm. being on TV at all. Yeah. None, of, none of us had been on TV. And um, it was just us. It was just Juan Villarreal, Noe Gonzalez, Gabriel Gillespie, and me and Ivan. But, yeah, that's a little watchman, man. A little watchman.
2: How close were you guys with... Uh Carlos Mencia. No, not um, yet. like, had you worked with him at all no, in the open mic room? We did or not know like him. We did
1: not know who we. Were. He, he knew. He knew because he knows who, who you are was. now. Like
2: he, he, he knew you when we, when we ran into him years ago. Yeah, and he, you know, I don't know how he knows you. Like, I guess you worked together since then on little shows, showcase shows, or something at Laugh Factory, no?
1: Just briefly at the Laugh Factory.
2: Yeah. So you guys didn't know him then?
1: We didn't know him then. I mean, Noah knowing, knowing knew him because he works. He, had, he was working at the comedy store. Noe oh, knew him okay. because he worked at the comedy store. Juan knew him because he opened for him in, in, in Texas. Texas. But I never met him. And Gabriel knew, we just knew like passerby. by. Yeah. The only, the only comedian that we knew was Willie Barcena. That was the closest we got to somebody doing it. Doing it. Doing it, he man. He was the like, first to kind of leave from and your clique. Luke Torres too, but we didn't know Luke Torres that much either. And he was making bank, man, back then. Like Luke, because he was on TV a lot. Yeah, yeah. And he got a he he um he was good looking at the time before he lost <laughs> before he got bald before he started looking before he started looking like Ricky Steamboat. So he, he got a lot of work. All those guys were working. I mean, don't get me wrong; they were always working. Like as far as I know. Those guys were always doing colleges, making, you know, decent amount of money to, to um, have a career and take a lot of young comedians under your wing and buy them all food and, <laughs> and you know, make them feel good. I think that's one of the good things that I'm about doing stand-up comedy for myself was you meet these people that later on, you know, later on, you know, you get to know them, you know, they're not, some of them are not, they're not cool. But they're all good, you know. They're, they, they 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 buy you food because I got a lot of meals paid for me in the beginning. A lot, I mean, so many. They were all paid by someone else, or and every once in a while, return a favors to some people. But yeah, but they were all paid for it, man. That's I, 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 one of the good things. I got lucky was that I didn't have to buy food that much because there was always yeah. food somewhere.
2: Well, I feel like like you told us, you told me, you know, one of the comics that you work with that you, that opens for you on the road sometimes that um another comic that she tours with makes her pay for her own flights. I know man. And I thought that was weird. And you know, you're you're nice enough to buy food for these people especially when you're sitting down together, yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like you're giving them a per diem or anything, but like to go off on their own, but if you're they're all there together, you usually pay. And I think that's the way it should be because you're making more than they are. Yeah. They're making a standard Club rate, you know, in most cases, and but the the least we can do, not the least we can do, but you know, I think a, a it's good business practice yeah. to pay for their flight because otherwise they might be going home with two hundred dollars after break, after happen. paying for their travel. That's ridiculous.
1: Sometimes I don't you think know, that's fair. <laughs> when, when I get paid at the club, they always ask me, "How do you want to divide this money?" How do you want to divide this money? And I forget that some hel- some comedians end up keeping some of that money themselves, and then they divide the money and make it less. Yeah, like if the money for the help, which is the headliner, just says five hundred dollars, which is a little bit. Yeah. Just say it's five hundred dollars. That means that the opener is supposed to get a hundred for the whole week, and the and the featured act is supposed to get four hundred, but sometimes the headliner keeps the whole money and gives the opener 100 and then gives the headliner 200 and then he pockets a 300 and he yeah. figures well i brought you here bro and you yeah. got a hotel and nothing of like that and they they start charging you
2: yeah i mean there's That's kind of sad though huh I feel like it's a business cost it's the cost yeah. of doing business it's one of the costs i mean we need expenses to be able to take certain you know get certain tax breaks and things and one of those expenses is travel for your openers. Plus like you said, you're giving it back. It's a way to give back to you know, because you had somebody looking out for you like that too. You know? Yeah. Usually your headliner that you toured with, if you I don't think you ever toured with anybody other than Gabriel, right? Well, then I, 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 <laughs> like Paul and stuff occasionally. Paul but, was
1: good and then Russell Peters.
2: Yeah. They're always I feel like those are people to learn from, you know. They treated people right, and that's what you can do to give back. Yeah, man. Not be a dick.
1: Sometimes, I, I, yeah, man. Even with um, when I was working with um, Gabriel, like if we were at a restaurant and there was they had um, they had macaroni and cheese with lobster, and if, if I wanted it, I, I would get it. Mm-hmm. And no questions asked. So, we, so we're going to be paid for by the I mean, boss. The boss.
2: Yeah, it is the boss. Yeah, it is the, the boss the, the because that, that
1: headline, that main comedian, has a taxi, the business now. Yeah, and he has to tax write off a lot of meals, huh?
2: <laughs> meals, yeah. But the government, I mean, for IRS purposes, for tax purposes, you can only write off fifty percent of meals and entertainment. But still, but the rest of the expenses are um, usually hundred percent. But it's, but still, it's like even at 50%, it's still great yeah. to be able to write off a portion of that, you know, and know that you're taken care of on the road.
1: So, um, my son told my mom that I had the little watchman uh-huh. TV. And I don't know how long it took for me to get a television. I don't know if I bought one or somebody gave me one. But I ended up having like a 25 inch heavy TV. <laughs> I, had, heavy. I had a couple of those. Heavy. It wasn't made matter of wood, Lisa. But it was hard plastic. Uh-huh. You know which one?
2: I have that with a big back, right? Yeah, it was yeah. the one
1: where you turn it off, but you see a light for an hour.
2: <laughs> that little dot that you watch <laughs> and you wait till it's completely gone. I remember
1: my staring friend, at it. My friend, Fernando, my friend Fernando, my brother Fernando, my cousin punched him in the mouth, in the stomach, because we laughed. And then he goes, um, uh, my, it was my cousin Raul, and then uh, he was older than us, older and dark. His little light's Dark Charles Bronson, <laughs> Charles Chucky Bronson. Chuck Chocolate Bronson, <laughs> Chocolate Bronson. Um So we turned the TV off, and um, that little light was bl- this bright, and then, and I guess we had we put he had to turn the TV off, but I guess he didn't know about the light being so bright on the on the television, and then he goes, "Qué es eso?" He goes, "Tu mamá." <laughs> he goes, "That's <laughs> your mom." So every time they was every time it was see the light, he would always say that, even though he wasn't even there no more. <laughs> it's like my mother, Raul, right there. That's I thought funny. that was fucked up, but he he got mad because I fucking died. But back then, uh, when I had to watch my TV, none of us were like eating out. But one thing I always we always did was we even like, I, I mean, I never, I was never, I never good at. I was good at saving up money for the rent. But I never knew how to make a budget. And that's one of the things that I'm pretty sure Laverne and Shirley, they don't show you that in the, in the in the show, but they had a budget. And a lot of people think that you could just move in and start a life on your own. But you don't realize that even your parents or someone in your house ha- had a budget. Yeah, And that's one of the things that I learned from you and that really saves time and energy and money if you have a, a menu. A menu. A, a menu. I learned that from my grandmother. Your grandmother taught you about to check yeah. checking account and all my that. My
2: grandmother really was in the queen of home economics. You know, in terms of like sewing, like she knew how to do everything. She, planting, canning, like she she had a green thumb. She was able to grow stuff like this woman, our neighbor here. You,
1: you can can it like yeah. can jellies.
2: <laughs> yeah, she would can jellies and stuff because we had some grapes for a little while out there. We had a little short little vine. She she had um she grew cucumbers and she would pickle them. I mean, she were made, she did, yeah, they were good. Pickled, your, mom, yeah. your, your grandma would pickle. Yeah, and she would do pickled, they would have pickled eggs with the little beet thrown in there and it makes pickled everything good Pickled eggs, red. hell no. Love pickled eggs. You never had a pickled egg?
1: Mexicans don't mess around with pickled eggs, man. We up pig feet.
2: Man, pickled eggs. pueritos Pickled eggs are good. They're good. You have, they're in a a brine. They're purple? They're, they're in a brine. They're purplish red because they put beets in there too. And the beets you can eat as well. They're pickled beets, but the um, but yeah. It, so it, the white um, you peel them and you throw them in there. So the white part of the egg gets um, turns red from there. It so they were so good because they're a little bit sour and also they're a little tougher because they've been sitting in the vinegar. So they're a little more firm. They were good, man. I liked them. It reminds
1: me of when we had um. When I had um, that Filipino comedian, the podcast, what's his name? Rick Navarrete. Rick Navarrete. Mm-hmm. He's talking about that balut egg. Oh, God, gross. I know, man. I, I, I Googled man. some pictures of I that after like, that. I could not I, I, I can't eat hardball eggs no more because I know what my farts are going to smell <laughs> like. And just the, the heat of that fart is going to come out. I don't want to <laughs> deal with it, man. It just makes me want to die.
2: <laughs> the heat. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I just know you get older, man. You know uh, what kind of farts are gonna, gonna be gonna like.
2: Be a hot, smelly one. It's I know, nasty. man.
1: Eggs make me fart, man. So uh, gross. I just know the heat. And um, <laughs> when we when um,
2: I'm gonna spit when, out my coffee.
1: When, when we were in El Paso, and we I did radio, and Rodrigo, no Rodrigo was not there, but we were at the radio, and there's a in Texas. They don't call breakfast burritos breakfast burritos. I don't think they use the term burrito. Period. Everything is called taquitos or tacos, and tacos Even with a flour tortilla. Yeah, like if you, and um other there's no there's no bu, bu, burrito trucks like over here in LA. Other taquitos are little round, around tor- the flour tortillas. Other other taquitos are made with flour tortilla. Really? So yeah, man. So Gabriel, he would buy at the radio like four dozen of those little taquitos, and that's all we had for the morning. And I remember that's the all. I, I, and then Rodrigo remembered right that week that we fucking ate all those um, breakfast burritos every morning, mm-hmm. the taquitos. And I remember Ivan said, Ivan, um, looking around, man, and he telling, telling me, he goes, man, are you, are you tired of farting, man? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and i was
1: man i was tired of farting and then remember rodrigo said so all
2: you guys were farting yeah then? man oh, it was gross. bad and mondo too oh, that's and then uh, that's, that's what
1: when you said about i, I, can't, I can't eat a heart leg, man i know the steam
2: <laughs>
1: the steam and the pressure that's gonna come out of it the smell i know it
2: i know it
1: so these, but they're good lisa they're tiny and they, in in, te- in um, Houston, Texas, they got them. Corpus, little, they're just taquitos, and they come in different flavors. Like they have um, eggs with just egg, and they have, with beans. And then they have eggs with ham and beans. They have chorizo and eggs. And they have um, chilaquiles. And on a, ta- a flour tortilla. On a flour tortilla with beans and eggs.
2: Then they have, of course. So they have corn tortillas chopped up. and Chopped up. Fried and sauce and eggs inside a flour tortilla. Inside of flour tortilla with beans, and
1: they're real tiny. You Mexicans are crazy. Tex Mexicans, all right, hey, Taylor? Right, Tex Mexican.
2: Yeah, but if I make chilaquiles, you still want a flour tortilla? Yes, I do, side. man. It's, I it's, do. Yeah, it's you guys. I don't know why, man. You're killing me with the tortillas. It's like double kill, high. No like, more tortillas.
1: It's like chicken and hard. It's like a chicken salad. Yeah, man. I remember Ivan looked at me and, man, are you, are you tired of farting, man? <laughs> yeah, I am tired of farting, man. The Ross all steamy. So we only cool. had That's one okay. restroom.
2: That's enough. <laughs> you had one restroom on the bus or what?
1: One restroom in the condo. Oh, in the condo. Because we had a comedy okay. condo. And um, I remember we had, oh, man, I don't know if it was Bart. Oh, yeah, when we were at the club, because it was Armando Cosillo, Gabriel Iglesias, Ivan Cuellar, Silent Bob, Rodrigo Torres, and Vinny. What
2: was the Vinny doing there?
1: Cheerleading, just like oh, wait. Ivan. Which Vinny? Vinny, the, Vinny? Rodrigo's friend, Vinny? Uh, Vinny, the, the, uh, Rodrigo's friend, his roommate now.
2: The little Vinny. The little Vinny, with yeah. The,
1: with the butterhead. Yeah, the, really nice. Yeah. Okay. He was, um. they all got on a train, they got on a bus. We flew out there because we had a show, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and you know, I swear I got the Moreno must have been there too. Damn, that's a I'm lot not of mistaken. People, man. That's a big crew. And we had a big condo with three bedrooms. And when um, Bart Bart Reed from the Commerce strip found out that we were all staying, he goes, "Man, you gotta have a Taliban staying in the <laughs> room." He had to go get, a, so he ordered more blankets for them. And they were all on the floor scattered. <laughs> man, it was like I, I, Allen Iverson brought out his homies. <laughs> to the playoffs so yeah man it was like camp man it was like summer camp those times man one of the best times of my lives like yeah. not now are the best times of my life because I'm married with you but back then like you know because you and I we have a good laugh yeah every once in a while you know we get a good laugh going you know like um but with those guys it was like it was like growing up it was like summer camp yeah that's one that's one thing about not to say anything about bad about those guys, but um, for a while, for a long time. And that's one, one thing. when You know, I don't care who you, With Gabriel environment and my environment, it's like summer camp. It's just, it just feels like summer camp. Yeah.
2: Just hanging out with your friends.
1: Hanging out, laughing and eating.
2: Having little adventures.
1: Yeah. And I laugh hard, especially when you, you and I were talking about um, Kotex.
2: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> Cause yeah, because what did you say they were called in Spanish? Caballos. Caballos. They How like, strange! What did your, what did your mom? What would you call them? Well, my mom always called them Kotex, but Kotex. that's because what, that's what she grew up on. Tampons, right? No, no, no. Those are maxi pads, but
1: yeah, Kotex. Kotex um,
2: in the past, in her era, they, they had a belt. They they had, were, remember that? Yeah, they had a belt, and they didn't have it. Slums at, of Beverly Hills. They shed, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They showed it.
1: Oh my god, Dick.
2: They didn't they don't have adhesive back then. So, so they didn't have like the peel off and stick on your panties thing. They so had a the belt, belt holding up the front end of this thing and the back end of this thing. So it really was like a saddle, like so that's so funny that you call it cabalos. I never heard of no, it before.
1: My mom said I'm I remember
2: that, that made me die, man. I couldn't stop laughing. I, we died.
1: I, I think every time I heard something nasty like that, my brother Fernando was next to me to die with me.
2: Did you guys have like an imagination of what? Like, did you imagine somebody sitting on a horse or something like that? Like, Yeah, <laughs> at first. Because, <laughs> that um, kills me.
1: Because my aunt or somebody said, no, no caballos. Oh my God. No I say caballos.
2: Is that the official word for
1: it? It must be the, the fucking the rancho way to say it. Yeah, the, the, ra- the Mexican redneck way to look say that
2: it. Up. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Caballos. That's crazy. Look at That's that. so funny. It made me laugh hard.
1: Look at a Spanish
2: takes caballos. Yeah, because my mom used So it's, to like talk- it's like a saddle. It's like a saddle. It's like a belt around your waist and then a little hook on the front and a hook on the back. And that hooks on to both ends of the... Um, the the Kotex the the Maxipad, but Kotex was the brand who introduced it, and um, before wings, before adhesive. So Kotex, I think, was probably the first also to have that adhesive, because there weren't many companies back then. There was no always, there was none of that, you know. Kotex was the brand, and then um, they had uh, there. I think there was like Carefree too that came out in the seventies. Where
1: we mentioned the adhesive with the millionaire
2: house? Yeah, man. But save so, the world. Yeah, but at, so my mom used to talk about these belt thing, and I didn't know what she was talking about because she didn't show me anything. And she was so repressed; she just n- didn't talk about it. But at camp, I got my period, and um, it was at summer camp, and they were all like strong lesbian women. Camp blood. So they taught me. They taught me how to what to do. You know. And I was really glad that I was there, that it happened there instead of at home, which is so strange because most people would be, would prefer it at home with their mom. Told you what you do? No, she just. I think actually, when I got home, I told her that I started my period at camp, and then, um, and then she said, "There's Kotex under the sink or something like that," and I was like, "Okay," but go grab a saddle. But oh, then grand. I I was reading that book that I don't know if you ever read it because you're a bo- you were a boy, um, but that book. Um, Hopalong Cassidy. No, <laughs> are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Hell no. That book, um, was so good. That's Judy Bloom when she was an author. She was a kid's author, but like teens, pretty teens <coughs> and stuff.
1: Amelia Bedelia.
2: Did she write that one too? Um. But Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret was was my favorite. And it really was like the first discussion about sex and what we thought about it as a teenager, you know, a preteen, when your body's going through all these changes and you don't really have anybody to ask. So she was like praying to God, asking all these questions about what was going on in her body and stuff. But she gets her period and they teach her how to put this belt on. And I was like, man, this needs to be updated for real. But that that book is, it's got a lot of good stuff in it, but it needs to be updated to make kids want to read it, or teens. What am I looking up? Caballos. Caballos. Interesting. Compresa. Toalla sanitaria. Toalla femenina. Toallita. Those are the only words here. So it must be slang, but.
1: Caballitos. Yeah, man. How much to hide that box? That's funny. I never see it. I remember in the trash can, I saw like a gang of blood, man. That's what I asked my mom. And I started digging through it, all nasty. He <laughs> died.
2: No, I don't my see my mom it.
1: told me that she cut her herself shaving her armpit.
2: Yeah? That's so, yeah, weird. So it's a lot of blood, goddammit. <laughs> it's a lot of blood. <laughs> what do you go Is through she, the trash for? I
1: don't know. Nosy. <laughs> but I just saw a little bit of red. And said, oh probably a tampon. me
2: investigate.
1: It was bloody, man. It was How close. old were you? 12, 13.
2: Uh, you needed to know about that. I was that. gangster. Man. She should have told you about what it was at that age.
1: I don't know if we talked about it, but my mom had contraceptive.
2: Yeah, you told me. Uh, you told me not on the podcast, but you told me before. Yeah, my mom like- She was we, using a sponge. Or, she, no, she, foam. My mom she used to foam. Yeah.
1: And she had like a lot of boxes of foam. I don't know where she got, them, but they were hitting under the sink. Yeah. So then I started telling people, I started telling girls in school that, or, and guys that, you know, if you need protection, man, I got the foam. And I sold like two <laughs> they were boxes. they probably like. What's that? I sold two boxes to a guy. he <laughs> I don't
2: his know, girlfriend. man.
1: I sold them for like ten bucks. Uh, oh, man, I, I don't know why, man, but I just, I remember. Um, I don't. I, I was a good salesman, man.
2: You are a good salesman because
1: I remember. I don't know. what We hustler. talked about in a podcast. I saw my mouth brush. So
2: yeah, the, you, told, the, you talked about that on what's Up fool podcast yeah, so that I Dracula my, guy.
1: Yeah, this guy that used to wear his um, jacket oh, like the, like the like like a like a coat like a cape. The count. The count. Yeah, nice they called call him that the, count. the count. That's right. And um, <laughs> he didn't care that I called him the count. He just cool, he, he was he was the guy that he. I was good at giving nicknames. It's like
2: the Highlander. That guy yeah. he called the Highlander. <laughs> <laughs> he had one of those
1: jackets that um, a lot of kids wore in those times. It was not a leather jacket, but it was. It had like a, It was kind of like a bomber jacket, and it had like a little bit of fur
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: side. But it was not a bomber jacket. It was a real knockoff. Mm-hmm. But we had those.
2: It was brown though.
1: No, blue. Oh, blue. Mm-hmm. And he was. He was blue and he would just put it behind him. Mm-hmm. So that little fur made it look like a <laughs> like a cloak. So. The count. And then, like nobody else called him to count with me, and every time whenever somebody else called him to count, he'll mad dog them. So he came in and and I said, "What's up with the count right here?" And he just told me, "Like what's up with the two fingers, with the P signs, two P mm-hmm. signs." And then um, I don't know. I had to. I brought out that brush. I said, "Check it out, man! Check it out, count." it's good for your feather back hair. We <laughs> like had long, cool feather back hair, man. Like the lead singer from Iron Maiden. And I always wanted hair like that, but my hair was curly. So no, no dice. Probably like couldn't no get bad. long hair. And, um, the fool started checking out that brush, you know. He liked it, man. I said, "Well, give me eight dollars for it."
2: Eight dollars? You sold a brush for eight dollars back then? That's a that's a lot for a brush back then.
1: Or five or three dollars? I don't or know. Or five or three. Whatever he three. gave me, I don't know if it was eight dollars, <laughs> but that's I, a lot. So I sold that motherfucker You're to crazy. him. We'll get into this next time, but. um,
2: Go to the store and buy one for ninety nine cents.
1: But not from the, not from a guy in
0: geography, <laughs> not from a guy. In, um...
2: Did you have any books that you read as a boy, a young boy, that were puberty books or just Playboy stuff? Well, I, I found some <laughs> pornos, man. But some... you never had like educational sex education. No, books man, I found anything.
1: some nasty ass books though, about um, women having sex with horses.
2: Oh,
0: gosh.
1: Then my mom tried to read it, and she goes, "What would you find this at? I don't, I, I don't know. But it was like a lot of horny-ass stories, man. Like It was, I don't know, man. They were turning me on, man. My penis would get moist <laughs> as a little kid.
0: <laughs>
1: Moisture. But yeah, man, it was like a lot of nickel, a lot of um, sex. Bestiality. Bestiality. I didn't even know they wrote books like that. I didn't know, I, I didn't, when when comedians would, or, not comedian, but when later on, as I got older, they would mention bestiality. And I didn't know what that was, what they're talking about. And I didn't know that I had at least three books, and some of them were bestiality. And I, just, I remember reading of this, like, it was just totally like, I remember reading this part was so I had my long, long hair waving in the wind, opening up the barn and slowly I put my breast on the on a, on his mane and he stomped <laughs> you know he got, got closer in detail man detail but I didn't and like wow and then I was in high school or junior high man and, and I'm reading this going man she's like fucking a horse <laughs> but I didn't know how to put it in perspective you know it was like blown away
2: yeah you didn't know that sort of thing existed no yeah that's gross I found I found a porn magazine well it wasn't I don't know what it was some porn magazine down in the laundry room in the section 8 building I lived in in Colorado and I think it might have been the janitors and he had a room down there and uh, but he but anyway the magazine was out and or it was a piece of the magazine and it was all golden showers pictures. Wow, and That's I didn't, pain, right? Yeah, and I didn't know that existed. And these women were like opening their mouth and, ah, and their faces. And ooh, that was gross. So I was like, I think I must have been like nine,
1: Nine? 10 wow, maybe, yeah. man. See, I didn't get exposed to golden showers, but um, I used to find we used to go to the factories and they're gonna dig in the trash. And so I would find magazines, and one of the first ones I found was Jugs.
0: Badass yeah. pink nipples, <laughs> man. I was like,
1: fuck. I, I don't know what, they, what kind of what kind of what kind of nipples they were. So my friend and I would just that for a long time. We just call them, yeah, I like those mosquito bite nipples. Mosquito. Bite. <laughs> I love those mosquito bite titties, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: My brother um I guess he he wanted to have a roommate. He wanted to live on his own too. And my, my brother Angel, we had a downstairs closet. And one day he took everything out, and somehow he found places to put all that stuff in the, all over the house. And he put a bed. He, he made a little a little sleeping bag in there. It was a little light, and that, that became his room. And who would have known that that would have been his? He would, this motherfucker was living in jail cells his whole life.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he fucking grew up in the shoe.
2: Yeah, that's funny. I
1: gotta go blow it up. Okay. You want to wait?
2: No, we can cut it off here. Are you sure. Yeah, it's an hour and twenty minutes. It's a lot.
1: Orale, it's another casserole, man. I hope you guys were enlightened with our little stories. We could we, we can keep going, but I know that you guys got other things to do, and you got the Warsaw Podcast to listen to this Friday. We have Rico and Mambo. Yeah, if you guys want to know, and um, I don't know. This will probably be released soon, and um,
2: probably tomorrow. Morning.
1: Tomorrow, good morning, and we have a show that sold out and at
2: the ice house this I'll, Wednesday.
1: Also I'll be in Reno, Nevada this week, Reno, Nevada. Check that out. And also, um, it would help if you guys could, um, subscribe to the inch of the casserole.
2: And thanks for all the comments. Please take really all the nice. comments.
1: Thank you for those nice things. Really thank you for nice. that comment. Uh, of who, who mentioned that, um, I have a good person who stayed, stood with me to the hard times. So yeah, she stood with me to the hard times. And a lot of times, her and I were living together like roommates.
2: You wanted with, to kill each other. Oh,
1: my God, man. There was one time. There was many times. <laughs> but this one incident where Isaac, his her son, little Miklo, he was like four or three. He was hanging out with all the little Mexican kids <laughs> outside. And, he, man, this He's guy so right little. here, this guy right here, man, is going to be something else, man. He's going to have... Uh, He's gonna be like the dude. You know what it were. He's gonna be like Kramer, where everybody knows him. Because man, <laughs> everybody knows him. He was he, was, he used to go in all the houses already, coming up with food. <laughs> yeah. And um, one day, one of the little girls asked him because they saw our house from the inside. They asked him, "Where do you sleep?" He goes, "My bed is the couch."
2: <laughs> 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 Broke my heart. Oh, my I God, man. I was like, we got to get out of here. At
1: that moment, I felt like when Henry Hill and Goodfellas <laughs> came out of the house <laughs> yeah. and his whole family had the big old bed.
2: When he came out of prison. Came out of prison. Yeah.
1: We're buying a house, Karen.
2: Yeah, we're
1: getting out of here. we will get out of here. let go to the bathroom.
2: Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, while Felipe goes to the restroom, I will give you his dates. Um, this... Weekend, April twenty first through twenty third at in Reno, Nevada at Reno Tahoe Comedy Club at the Pioneer Underground, and um, April twenty eighth through April twenty eighth through May first he'll be in Houston at the Houston Improv, and then May twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth he's going to be in Fresno, Merced, and Visalia, in that order for now. He's got more dates at felipesworldcom uh, slash tour if you want to check it out. Thanks for listening. Uh-oh.